Right, welcome to Tefal Waffle with Troy and Steve. And what's our waffle topic? Today we're going to talk about a golden rule for teaching or for being a teacher. For so, being a teacher. Okay, my so I, I was thinking if, as a trainer, if somebody said to you, "What's your what would you say is the golden rule for teaching?" Now, obviously, there's a ton of stuff related to yeah. teaching that we we think are in, that we think is important. Yeah, I well, I always give an answer, and it's always the same answer. And my answer is, make sure you have a cat rustling in the background. <laughs> no, the answer that I give is have fun. And it's not a facetious answer. I mean, what I mean is enjoy your job, enjoy being in the classroom. I think that's quite a good one, actually, because I think that if you're enjoying your class, um, chances are the students are enjoying yeah. it too. Yeah. Um, the... the the fact that you're in the classroom and you're enjoying yourself, as long as you're not enjoying yourself at the student's expense, I suppose. Yeah, sure. I'm. Bit, um, I don't really like my answer though. It, it's a real answer. I'm not lying about it because yeah. I do think it's very important. But if a trainee ever said to me, "Ah, uh, yeah, that's fine and all, but I'm so busy thinking about my concept check questions or whatever," I would say, "Yeah, fair enough." Yeah, and that is fair enough. What you're saying, though, is that if, if you're just being natural and enjoying the lesson, um, even if you're missing your concept check questions, it's going to work somehow or another. Somehow or another, yeah. There is a problem, though, that I've, I've had lessons where I've actually been really bored, um, and the students have had an absolute blast because they've been busy and they've got something to do, and I'm just sitting around doing nothing. Okay, that sure, that does happen to me occasionally, particularly when it's the students are busy... And I can look at them. Uh, but I f- kind of feel guilty for being bored because sometimes I step back in that moment and say, this would be a great time for me to be walking around and taking some notes on the students and, and collecting the most common pronunciation problems or yeah. whatever. Or walking around and just just getting to know the students better yeah. um, and finding out who they are. The thing is that sometimes the students work better without you. Sure. Um, yeah. and, and if you... If you step back and just leave them to it, they yeah. they help each other and work together well. <clears throat> I think my golden rule for teaching would be get to know your students. Really? Um, I, I believe that if you know your students well and you know what their needs are, and okay, you can plan a lesson, you can have a curriculum, and you can know what you're supposed to be teaching, but once you know your students well and you know what interests them, okay. and each, each class is idiosyncratic, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know who they are. It's easier to manage them. It's easier to adapt your material to their needs. It's easier to make them enjoy them their lessons. Um, okay, that's a horrible golden rule for you to give me because I'm terrible at getting to know my students. I, I really envy the teachers who who know their students personally. Uh, not, I mean, I don't mean personally as in they know them from outside of class and and things like that. I mean, personally, as in, they know that that's Jeff, and, and Jeff is, uh, his brother's a pilot, and, and Jeff's really into this and that and the other. And no, well, you see, I, I, I have a problem with that too, because I, I mean, I've got quite a strict line between teacher, student, yeah. that student, I, yeah. I, I don't, I can't see my students as anything other than students when I go into the classroom. But uh, in a previous podcast, we were talking about substituting. Yeah. 
And when I walk into a class and I'm substituting for the first two or three minutes, I try really hard to figure out who are my ghost students, who is my nice, noisy social student that I can use as an example for everything, who is the the um, sullen student who's who's really upset about everything but actually is desperately looking for attention, you know. <laughs> And once I've got once well once I think I've figured them out, I feel a lot more comfortable in the classroom, and I feel I can interact with them more, more confidently. So it's not a matter of getting to know them personally. I think it's just getting to know who's who in the classroom and who, who's filling what role, watching the relationship between them, okay. understanding who how, how they work together and how they don't work together. Um, you know, some classes they like to mix boys and girls together and in their groups. Some classes just hate being in groups at all. They just want to be in pairs. Um, the faster you can figure that out and adapt your lesson to their whims, proclivities, then you can you can work with them. You know what I mean? I know what you're saying. That doesn't mean I know what you mean. Uh, I, <laughs> because I take a different approach. I, I think that... I mean, sure, I'm flexible to a degree with, you know, age and level and background and whatever. But at the end of the day, I pretty much try to manipulate my students into being my students rather than being their teacher. I don't know, that sounds horrible, but it is true. It's it's what I do. Explain, explain. I don't care what the class is. I don't care who the students are and their age and their level. Or for me, I mean, a lot of it is I teach a lot of military students and I'm sorry, I don't care about your rank, that you're five ranks higher and this student should be deferring to you and all of that. I'm going to walk into the class and teach you how to be my students and teach you that, no, 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 when you study with me, you will speak to everybody and you'll get up and you'll interact and then you'll work in groups sometimes and then you'll do this weird kind of stand in a line and do a drill and then you'll... And I just make the students into my students. Is that um, um, is that a, a learner training issue then? Do you train them how you want them to behave in the classroom? Very much so. I mean, I'm not saying that the classes don't have their own personalities because they absolutely do. And as I progress with the class, I'm with the same group for a longer period of time, I get to know them and, and they get to know each other as a group and each class definitely has a, a strong personality that's different from the other groups. But at the same time, I, I'm not I'm not changing so much of what I do. I'm allowing them to change and them to have input. And yes, I am doing that thing where, yeah, I learned that uh, this is the, the really social 40-year-old woman who's always really keen and doesn't mind the attention. So it's fun to use her as an example, and everybody else really enjoys it as well, and she enjoys it, and it's great, and it makes my lessons easier. But if it wasn't her that I was using as my example, it would be Mary, my made-up character of Mary. Or it would be me. Oh. I'd be the the brunt of the weird attention, and it'd be self-effacing kind of things to, to get the students into the But what you're saying is that... You want the students to work in groups, so they they work in they groups. They work in groups, irrespective of what they want. Yep. And well, fair enough. I mean, the thing is that I've seen cl- I've seen classes that with one teacher won't do X, Y, and Z, and then the next teacher walks in and they do do X, Y, and Z, and it's yeah. it's it's probably down to the teachers' um, expectations. It's the expectations, and it's the confidence, and it's also the 
uh, in part is gaining your students' trust. And you can gain your students' trust very quickly. Once they know that you're not, you're not just doing it for nothing. You know, uh, we spoke, I think we talked about playing games or what, what are perceived as games at, at some point. And the students know when it's just a game. And the students, if the students have had that type of teacher, the just play games teacher, and you come in with something that looks like a game, but then they realise that it had some okay. educational value, it did... It furthered their English, it uh, helped them focus on a specific language aspect, whatever. They they know and they learn to trust you very quickly. Once they trust you, they'll do whatever you tell them to do. But are you saying that the students trust you because they see purpose in your lesson? Yeah. Um, I would have said that students trust you when they see that you are working on their behalf. Uh, is it that is different? It different? Well, maybe, because, um, I mean, if... if, a cl- if mm, it's a good question. Um, if you walk into this classroom and you get to know them and yeah. you work with them, yeah, the the trust. Absolutely, yeah. But I personally, I look at other teachers in like in the staff room, things like that, and I know for a fact that they have a better relationship with the students than I do. It's obvious. The students come by in the break and hey. Hey, Frank, and how's it going? And, yeah, how's that uh, pineapple that you bought on the weekend? And, yeah, it's good. How about your pineapple? And, and they're having a chat about... Stuff outside of the classroom. Stuff outside of the but classroom. But I don't think that that's necessarily what getting to know your students means. They definitely have a better relationship. With each they individual, know, yes. Yeah. And they know that that's Frank. And Frank bought a pineapple on the weekend. And, uh, and maybe that is an upshot of knowing your students well. But, but if you're teaching 10 classes a week of 50 students, it's impossible to know all of them with, in that yeah, much sure. detail. Um, I, I work with a teacher, and seriously, after meeting him once or twice, I was like, I hate this guy. One lesson, he knows every student by name. And, it, and I thought, well, look, there are, it's a class of eight students, whatever. Okay, next course, class of 35, one lesson. Knows every student's name. And this is a military situation. He knows their name, their rank, their co- what corps they're from. But, um, but just I, I would argue that that's, that means that he, has a, that he can get great results with, this, with the, the classes that he teaches them. He does things that I cringe with and they all love a teacher, it. As oh. He has... Okay, this... Uh, this is a horrible stereotype, and I'll tell you how horrible this teacher is. This is, like, worse than Snape-type guy. Uh, at three past the start of class time, three past 8 a.m., the door is locked. You show up, you knock on the door, he walks out into the corridor, and he makes you do push-ups. And then you're invited into the classroom. That's horrible. They'll, they're all fine, and they know, and they love it. And if they're late, they do it. And not only that, but if they're late, even if they have an excuse and they're late... They'll still do it. They'll still do it, regardless <laughs> of the excuse. Whereas I have students, they know that they can trickle in for the first 10 minutes. They know they've missed something. They know that I'm not going to wait for them. At the beginning of class, I start class. All right, guys, let's go. Uh, don't worry, we don't need to wait for them. Let's do this first. And they know that. But I've noticed that after four months with the, four months with the class... Yeah, my students are doing much more trickling than they are with his. Mm. Expectations. But it's also, he 
he genuinely has a good one-on-one relationship with them all. He really does. I hate it. Despise this guy. It's like, how? How did you do that so easily? <laughs> but maybe this is this is this roots back into our beliefs. I mean, we. I believe personally. I believe that each person in the classroom is an individual. I've got a psychology background, and I use that as the basis of my teaching. Um, uh, and so, therefore, I believe that the the foundation of good teaching is interaction and, and communication, and knowing your students and know them knowing each other and that kind of dialogue, yeah. the dialogic nature of the classroom is important to me. People who come from a dictatorial, Calvinistic sort of background where everything has to be militaristically... Controlled and... Disciplined. And, yeah. and, and, and those people who believe that discipline is the basis of, of progress um, okay. will, will probably have a different golden rule yeah. if we're going to talk about golden rules. Uh, but see, I'd be a lot closer to your idea of uh, discipline is, to me, that's the the lowest priority of all is discipline. All I care about is learning, and I have a I, I have the opposite belief, of you, which you believe, okay, everyone's an individual, and I believe that everyone is the same. Everybody can learn. I'm sorry, I don't care who you are, what your level is. Yeah, you might have, unless you have a genuine learning disability, or... Genuinely, you were up for 12 hours last night because uh, you, your cat was sick and you had to stay at the vet. There's a cat in the corner. You know, fine, I, I get that. That's a, that's a your unique situation thing. But at the end of the day, no, you're all the same. You can all learn. You all have the pretty much the, the same abilities. Just join in and participate, and yeah, you'll be stronger and you'll be weaker. But okay, let me ask you a question. I mean, your 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 position is that everybody should fit into your classroom, but how do you deal with people who don't want to fit into your classroom, who have their own fixed ideas about what a classroom should be like? You'll see. Watch. Okay, see everyone else is doing it. Would you like to join in or sit in the corner and sulk? Okay, I'm, I'm not that mean about it. But I just go, hey, come on, let's... Everybody, let's stand up now. Mm-hmm. And if if everybody stands up, that okay. one guy in the corner will stand up as well. Mm-hmm. And he will join in because everyone else is doing it. Now, I, I've seen classes revolt against teachers. I, I have seen that before. But it's the class that's revolting, not individual. the individual. Yeah. I've had special needs students who you know the let's all stand up thing uh doesn't work for them because because it is a genuine special need but that's very different to no i have my own personal individual idiosyncrasy a class is a class all right let's take a more theoretical perspective to this a golden rule not a personal, because like, I've been speaking about what my personal yep. golden rule is, and you've spoken about your personal one. Actually, no, I haven't. I've just contradicted yours. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> um, as a teacher trainer, if yep. a trainee asks you what is the golden rule in terms of in terms of pedagogical principles, I don't. I answer have fun. I've been asked it a lot, and that's that is my answer. Enjoy what you're doing. I, I think that. Teaching is one of those jobs where, like, you mentioned psychology. Um, and fine, there's, there's a million little facets, and we can go into the small, tiny little details. But really, at the end of the day, teaching is a job where you have to work with people. And 
not everybody is good at working with people. And I'm sorry, you, you've got to be good at working with people. That doesn't mean you have to love everybody or anything else. It just means that I've got to look at the people. Well, maybe we're actually saying the same thing then, because I say know your class. In other words, get to know the people in your class and, and work with them. And, um, I mean, that kind of is the same thing as what you're talking about here. Have fun just, just with being with the people that you're with. I'll, I'll tell you, though, um, an interesting piece of research that I've... In passing, yeah. it said that the, um, the the greatest indicator of success in the classroom is the teacher's ability to focus on students' current la- uh, background knowledge. Okay. Using background knowledge as the basis for moving forward. Okay. So eliciting and, and finding out what the students know, opening schemata, that kind of stuff. Um, when a teacher can do that kind of thing, that is the highest predictor of, of success in the particular lesson. So if they can make sure that the, the lesson relates to the students, or the students can relate to the lesson. That's right. Okay. Or accessing what the students already know about it and then building on, on what they have. Um, teachers will walk in and say, so today we're going to do this, this is the principles, these are the rules, here we go, off, and, and, and don't access what the students already have in terms of knowledge of that particular thing, whether it's maths or whatever, um, are going to have the, the, the most resistance from the students in terms of, of additional learning. Uh, I completely agree, but now I'm thinking about it as a trainer and the trainee saying, but I don't know the students, how the hell am I supposed to do that? And sure, I, from a language perspective, I can see it, and from a, a culture perspective, I can see how to do it, and I could, I could teach somebody how to do that. But, but you don't actually have to. Account. You don't have to actually know somebody to find out what they know about something. Sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So, the golden rule is access students' background knowledge. So we have no conclusion here. You've got to <laughs> know your students, and I say, no, you have don't need fun. to know the students. It doesn't matter. And I say, have fun, and then I, uh, I actually agree with yours. I mean, the thing is that as t- we n- nobody becomes a teacher because we want to be rich or because we. I mean, we might become teachers because we have altruistic needs to change the world or something like that. Yeah. But ultimately, we become teachers because we enjoy teaching or because we... Do you mean we become by doing it or we become, in the beginning, like... A, uh, I don't know how you define becoming a teacher. I would say becoming a teacher is a, a process that happens by being a teacher as opposed to becoming a teacher is, oh, now I'm going to be a teacher. Well, or maybe what I mean start. is if if you don't enjoy being with people, or if people are not something that makes that motivate, but having people around you doesn't motivate you, you're not going to stay in, t- in teaching for very long. Oh, God, I've dug myself a huge hole here because I don't like people. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I don't. What What are my hobbies? No. I, Gardening. Working on a motorbike while listening to a podcast on, on headphones so that no one can talk to me. Yeah, look, I'm the same. When, I have, uh, when I'm alone, I'm very happy to be alone. But it, I think that that's because when we're not alone, we're surrounded by people. And we're working with them, and we give them undivided attention, and okay. and they are a big part of what we do. Um, and when you're with people, you can't do anything. You've got to listen to them and talk to them and, and hear their problems. And That's not a bad golden rule. The golden rule is when you're in the class, be in the class. And don't mark. Or, or, or do whatever. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look at your lesson plan for your next next class or oh it's interesting I've just you've just made me remember something um 
I was at school, my at, at one of the schools recently, and the 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 head teacher came to me and said, "We've got a problem with this teacher up here. The students have complained." And I said, "What's the complaint?" And they said she uses her telephone in class. Okay. Um, and I went into the class and I spoke to them and they were really antagonistic towards this teacher. And it wasn't about the phone. Thing. But the phone was the thing that they the could find out. The phone was the first, yeah, yeah, that was something they could focus on. They they said she looks down on them. Um, she's an Indian teacher and it's a Cambodian group of students. And, okay. um, and I spoke to the teacher and I said, the students think that you don't care about them. And she said, oh, yeah, which class are you talking about? Um... And she she had that sort of very flippant response to them. So the phone thing was actually a... Just something that the students could point to as when, a specific right, rather than when in we don't fact, like her. She doesn't care about us. Okay. She, and maybe that was she doesn't ask us questions, she doesn't find out anything about who we are, she doesn't seem to want to connect with us in any way, she's resistant to our culture, she, you know, there's so... I'm going to take a guess here that I could actually predict exactly what the problem is with this teacher. Tell me. I'm going to guess that this teacher goes, okay, no, 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 you you do this math thing. Do it. I, I don't understand. I've explained it. Mm. It's that type of teacher. No, no, I've, I'm teaching my lesson plan. I've taught my lesson plan. What's your problem? But I think that we've got this problem here that this teacher doesn't know the class. She's not having fun in the class. The students yeah. are not having fun with her. She's not accessing the background knowledge. I mean, she's broken all three of our little golden rules that we've... Uh, and she's probably not having fun at all. She's, oh, okay, fine, I've got to get through another hour. <laughs> what am I doing for that hour? I'm doing that thing. No, I've made the thing. We're not doing anything else. I've made the thing to get through the hour. I also think, though, that she didn't plan anything. I don't think she went in to, to teach her plan. I think she didn't have a plan. And, um, and it was just, what do I do to fill the hour? They didn't like what I was doing, but I didn't so have anything else to do, so rule. do it! Yeah, maybe one of the other golden rules is plan. Okay. Plan something. Plan something, <laughs> okay. All right, so we've got a whole bunch of golden rules. Oh, actually, I don't think we have any. We've got zero golden rules. Okay, next time, if we come up with a golden rule thing, we're going to have to uh, sit down ahead of time and try to... No, I don't... I, I, I think that what, what... I mean, the outcome here is possibly that... Each gold, each teacher's golden rule will depend a little bit on on the beliefs that they bring into the classroom with them. A, a good teacher. I'm talking about somebody who's who's taking teaching seriously. Uh, okay. Somebody who who really wants to. Your army teacher yeah. example. I mean, he obviously takes his job very seriously. Yes. Yeah. You don't consider him to be good. I use good in in inverted commas there. No, no, no. I. It's. It's the opposite. That's what really irks me about him. He's doing things that I could absolutely justify as being wrong. But he's getting. But I his... see him do them, and they work. Yes, they because his behaviour is probably consistent with his his beliefs, and yeah. so it's working for him. So if you believe X and you do X, your lesson is probably going to work. I believe that we should get to know students, and and I do that, and I okay. think that that that's why I enjoy my classes and my students enjoy. And them. I believe that students will learn best and enjoy the lesson also. Okay, enjoy. I don't mean enjoy as in, oh, that was a great laugh. I mean enjoy as in that was challenging or interesting or yeah, engaging. I enjoyed or, that lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if they do it the way that I've set up, because I've got tried and tested things that I, I know will work, and, that's, and I experiment a lot with my, my lessons, but I, I, I also... You know, I stick to basic principles of interaction and lots of student-centeredness and, and things like that. 
And I have that belief, and I stick to that belief, yeah. and it works. And um, I think that if you ask a, a kindergarten teacher, she is, she will tell you that a golden rule is be consistent with your students. I think that the golden rule might depend very much on each individual teacher's, yeah, what they're bringing into class with them. So our golden rule is be yourself. Okay. I can tell you, strangely, <laughs> the golden rule that I give my students... Um, your, not that I state it like learners. that. My language learners. Yeah. They ask me... They don't ask me. I, I get the comment from my students. Like, wow, you're a good teacher. Or something yeah. like that. And the thing that I reply to them is pretty much what I say to our trainees. I, I just say to them, yeah, I like my job. And I genuinely do. I like being in the classroom. I don't like marking. I don't like admin. Uh, I generally like lesson planning, but not always. But I do genuinely enjoy being in the classroom. I don't care if I'm sick or tired or whatever. I genuinely enjoy it. So our golden rule is enjoy your job. Enjoy your job. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, guys. Enjoy your job too. Okay. Okay, for a proudly brought to you by the non-stop buffalers, Troy and Steve. For any questions, comments, complaints, or queries, you can email tefolverfall at gmail.com or visit www.tefolverfall.com.